Hello and welcome to Alameda County Library's Read On Podcast. We're talking about new books, classic books, and other fun stuff you can get from your library. We hope you enjoy. Find us on the web at aclibrary.org. Hello, this is Kate Epler. This is Dean Jones. And we are here with Oddball Books. Oddball Books. Dean is going to tell me all about one I missed from the famous and sometimes beloved John Waters. So this is John Waters' Carsick, and it's John Waters' Hitchhikes, Hitchhikes Across America. And uh, it's kind of – you would expect it to be kind of a bio book where he's just chronicling his, his uh, trek – Hitchhiking across America, something that nobody uh, does anymore, which he talks about. And I'm old enough where people used to hitchhike quite a bit, and it was something you used to see, and, and you just never see it anymore. So it's quite interesting to hear about him talking about, you know, the the pros and cons of hitchhiking across the United States. But he he meets some very interesting people, and it's a very entertaining book. Who could he meet that is more interesting than John Waters? I mean, let's say you're driving a car, like 99 out of 100 people are not going to be more interesting than John Waters on the side of the road. You would think that, but he meets some pretty interesting people. Um, He meets, uh, for instance, a very wealthy drug dealer that decides he wants to bankroll his next film. He meets a demolition driver that's very attracted to him and is very turned on by Demolition Derby. Uh, interesting cops who thinks he's Steve Buscemi and oh, won't I take no for that. an answer. I keeps asking to quote movies that he's been in. <laughs> and uh, then also he veers off into kind of fantasy land. He meets, uh, he meets some of his movie stars that are deceased. He meets uh, people that he hasn't seen. He talks to Connie Francis, a singer he adores. Hmm. So he has some kind of like almost magic realism kind of moments in the, in the, in the book where he's kind of veering off into fantasy. But it snaps back to a narrative where he's in the real real time again. What inspires him to do this this hitchhiking trip? I think it, it was conceived on a dare where they were discussing it over dinner, him and a friend, and then he decides, you know, you know what, I'm going to do this. And his friends think, well, his friends think obviously he's going to change his mind. They think, no way you're really going to actually do this. And his friends are actually kind of pissed off when he's and when he actually, you know, shows that he's actually going to do it, and he, he's they they try and talk him out of it hmm. and say you're going to die, you know, something right, bad's going right. to happen to you. Reasonable, but he does it anyway, which is quite brave, I think. I don't know if I would do the same thing. I really doubt I would hitchhike across the United States. Yeah, for a short term, it's it's not done these days. But then again, you know, John Waters, filmmaker of of such films as Pink Flamingos, Female Troubles, uh, Hairspray, the, the original, the original Hairspray. Yeah, just to name a few. Uh, whew, uh, Pecker. Um, the kind of movies that you know people sort of think about banning in small towns. Yeah, yeah. He would be the guy who would still be trying to hitchhike. Yeah. So be careful who you pick up on the side of the road, folks. You know, a lot of his sensibilities from the films, his uh, sixth sense of humor um, and his love for trash culture are all kind of highlighted in the book. And if you love his movies, you're definitely going to love the book. All right, check it out. We do, of course, have it at Alameda County Library, Car Sick by John Waters. Killing the Classics. Hello, this is Natalie. And Michael. For Killing the Classics. Ooh. 
And today we're going to kill Catcher in the Rye. By old J.D. Salinger. <laughs> um, let me just preface this by saying, you know, I, I was an English major, so I can analyze books, you know, properly and all that, but I'm not going to do that <laughs> for this one because <laughs> I just hate it. Um, so I'm not objective, and I'm not saying that I will be. And I'll attempt to be. So I read Catcher in the Rye for the first time as a teenager, and it was kind of... I had heard of it as this, you know, seminal teenage work that all teenagers would relate to and, you know, you'd feel understood and kind of all of this. And I just, you know, it's kind of just this whiny kid kind of wandering around in the 50s, calling people phonies, saying goddamn and Christ's sakes and um, right. didn't really seem to have kind of any real problems. And I just found him annoying. And then I tried to give it another chance a couple of years ago as an adult, as, you know, someone with an English degree and kind of read it that way and pretty much kind of felt the same. Right, and so I was 14, freshman year, it's required reading. I read it and I start thinking that everyone is a phony. Like, yeah, I'm sold, it was great. <laughs> um, and so, same thing for me, I think I was writing, I think I was taking a film class in college and I think, oh yes, that, that would be such a good book to adapt, no one's ever done it. And I start to reread it, and this is only you know maybe five years after I read it the first time, and I already start to feel as if this book might be a little dated or just hollow of, of, of enough substance. And so I didn't actually finish it and everyone continued with that project. And I started to read more of Salinger. And that's when I found that I actually like his writing. I just don't actually really care much for Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, I think he's actually a really great short story writer, but kind of a terrible novelist. And, um, I do, I get what he was going for in Catcher in the Rye. I, he calls everybody's phonies, but he is kind of a phony, and you know, I get, I get that whole thing. But his Glass family stories are quite good. Like Seymour. Yeah, Seymour Glass, Raise High the Roof Beams. The nine stories are all. We wouldn't have the Royal Tenenbaums without that. So That's I, true. I appreciate it for that fact. <laughs> um, yeah, and actually, For Esme is, I mean, one of my favorite short stories of all time. I, you know, he he Salinger is. Great. I just think that schools should maybe teach the Glass family, since there are at least 12 stories relating to the Glass family. And, you know, there's more of a, maybe a mystery there. There's more family members to bounce, um, you know, the feelings of these characters off. Like, I, you know, one of my biggest issues with Catcher in the Rye is that you never meet his parents and we're only taking Holden's perspective on everything about his life. Yeah, it's so kind of in just with him that if you are if you don't like him, it kind of ruins the entire experience of the book. There's no kind of right That's relief true. or like opposing anything. Right, and the only thing that, you know, he has a little sister... And she just worries about him, and you can't get much there. And anytime anyone confronts him who's, you know, his own age, he rebels against it or just walks away or, you know, they're all phonies. And Yeah, so for teen classics, I would say, you know, read The Outsiders. That's better. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. really anything else. Rumblefish. Yeah, just yeah, stick Rumblefish, with S.C. Hinton. S.C. Hinton, yeah, she was better. She was actually the teen, like, writing. Those are good. Um, and... It's not really relevant to his books, but Salinger is a creep, so 
<laughs> Just Google Salinger and Joyce Maynard. He's a total creep. So you can worship somebody else. Right. And Shady Salinger, Catcher in the Rye, Holden Caulfield, you have been killed. See you next time. So this has been <laughs> Killing the Classics. Um, next time, maybe we'll get your favorite. This is Natalie with another edition of Forthcoming Books. So today I'm going to review Black Widow Forever Red, which is by Margaret Stoll. She's the author of the Beautiful Creatures series, a teen kind of supernatural gothic series. So Black Widow is a bit odd in that it's a Marvel book. It's as if it's a movie novelization, only there is no movie, um, which is very frustrating for a lot of fans of The Avengers, I know, because... Every other character has had a movie. Thor has two movies. Captain America is going to have another movie. Iron Man's had three, but still Black Widow has had none. So Black Widow Forever Red seems a bit of a stopgap for fans who've been asking for a movie. They don't get the film, but they get the book that could have been a film. First of all, this book, it is very commercial, and it's not really about Black Widow. It's about these two teen characters, which I suppose is the teen tie-in because it is a young adult novel. One of them is named Ava, and she's very similar to Black Widow in many ways. She's redheaded, Russian, experimented on, has this sort of very Natasha Romanov history. And Natasha is in the book, but she's a character that comes in and out as more kind of behind the scenes in what is happening with these two characters. There were a lot of things I found frustrating as a reader. There's, you know, an insta romance between Ava and the boy she meets. And there are a lot of action scenes, but they're very thin. There's not much to the plot. I can't say I recommend Black Widow as a book. It's not very satisfying in that area. For fans of the movies, you will see familiar characters. There's Coulson has many scenes in the book. And... I've never been as huge a fan of him as some others, but I know he has a big kind of breakout. He's in the TV show Shield, so he's kind of a you know a fan favorite. So if you like Coulson, that's a draw for this book, and you also get Tony Stark, which is very clearly you know Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark. But for fans of Black Widow, the character, I would recommend sticking to her comic book series. Those I think are wonderful have great stories, beautiful art, and so it's not Scarlett Johansson Black Widow, but it is great for the character. Black Widow Forever Red, it does come out on October 13th, so fans that are curious, it's a very fast read, so you know you could read it in an hour or two, so it wouldn't be a total waste of time, but not completely fulfilling for the Avengers crowd, I would say. Join us next time for more forthcoming books. <laughs>